Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game. And you listen to MTMV Sports. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So elated and happy to be joined today on the line with Allie Reddick, president and founder of Allie Reddick Athletes Relations. Her company offers a variety of services to professional athletes to ensure that their time can be spent focused on improving as athletes on the field. Her company provides scheduling, um, calendar management, concierge services, event planning, charity and camp events, and much more. We are just overjoyed to have Allie on the show with us today. Allie, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing so well. I know this is a very busy time of year for you. Um, you're managing clients like Shelby Harris of the Broncos, Jordan Howard of the Eagles, Michael Thomas of the Giants. I mean, I know your your schedule is just bombarded with stuff right now. How is it right now, right in the middle of the season? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, we've got a few clients that are coming off of or going into their bye weeks, so that's a really busy time for us, um, making sure that they're enjoying that bye week and that time off to its fullest. So definitely a little crazy, but um, we were talking about this before, but busy is good. This is always a good thing, so it's really exciting. I like to, uh, I like to always have some stuff to do. Ali, you provide services for hundreds of athletes, or you have provided services for hundreds of, hundreds of athletes, sports personalities over the course of your career. You have been quite successful since coming out of the University of Illinois. How did you get started with your business? Um, that's a great question. So originally, I was just working for a few different agencies, kind of making my way through, working with you know NBA players, NFL players. Um, and the more I was working in the industry, the more I was networking and learning about all the ins and outs and learning from my mentors. Um, I kind of just slowly realized how many of these guys did not have somebody to help handle all of their off field tasks. And some of them are very simple, making reservations, booking travel, etc. But when you're really trying to help them focus on the game and not worry about all of that, it really does add up. And having somebody that can just help you manage your day-to-day, get everybody out to where they need to be, it was really important. So um, I started talking to a few of my friends that were players and athletes and kind of seeing, like, you know, is this something that you see the benefit in as much as I do from working in the industry? And the more I talked to them, the more they were like, 100%, absolutely, I would definitely hire somebody on to do that. Um, so I started with AR and, you know, getting the idea that with all of the turnover that comes with the sports industry, so many people change positions, change companies. I know I was a little bit younger when I started it. I think starting a company at any age is an amazing accomplishment. But when I was starting it so early, it was more so just I didn't want to lose those connections that I had already made. And before they went on to different agencies or different positions or got cut from teams, et cetera, I just wanted to really jump on that opportunity. So that was kind of my big start especially with athlete relations but there were so many people that helped me get there that I worked with beforehand and um, in all different capacities in the industry. So when did it kind of hit you that look I'm going to start my own company I'm not going to join something that's already existing I'm going to do this by myself and I'm going to knock this out. Yeah so there wasn't when I started athlete relations there actually was not a company specifically doing lifestyle management um, for professional athletes other than 
you know, a few random things for certain, um, like the Olympics or things like that, that were a little bit more specialized. But for athletes in general, obviously my clients specifically fall um, mainly within the NFL, not to say that we haven't worked with every sport, but right now they happen to be NFL heavy. Um, there wasn't a company that was already doing it. So I knew that if I wanted to do this, um, you know, specific position that I was really, I knew I was really good at it. I had had a lot of success with different agencies in the past. Um, I was going to have to do it on my own. So for a long time, I kind of just sat on it and thought about it and talked to people and just prayed on it really hard and, um, talked to my family, talked to my friends, talked to my mentors and really just had the idea sitting for a little bit and brewing and, the more people that I talked to and the more positive encouragement that I got, the more I was like, I need to do this right now. And like I said, with that timing of, you know, having those connections and having that networking um, already under my belt, it was kind of a do or die situation. I was like, I just have to take that leap of faith and see if this works out and, you know, keep pushing through it and pushing through that adversity and got to where it was today. Allie, were you a little scared when you first started off? Absolutely. I was terrified. I think, Probably the first year or two, I was, like, terrified. I mean, I still am terrified, but um, it was something that, like I said, I just prayed on and trusted God that he was going to take care of it. And if it was something that, you know, I was going in with the best mindset and the best heart, and I was truly just trying to look out for these guys when there's so many people in the industry that aren't necessarily doing that, that are just looking to get ahead and work with the top players and work with these guys, but don't always have their best interest at heart. And some do, and I love working with those people too, but I really kept these clients at, you know, the core of my being and the core of who I am, their, their safety, their happiness is all that matters to me. So making sure that that can happen, I think was making sure that my company would be successful at the same time. So yes, it was terrifying, but like I said, I kind of knew what I was going in with the right mindset and keeping my faith at the center of it. And I knew that there was no way that it would fail. So, Allie, in the industry, athletes call you the plug, and in their testimonials, they rave about feeling a part of a family. What is your approach when dealing with your clients, and how did you earn the nickname The Plug? Uh, the Plug came from John Franklin originally, which is hysterical because he was the first one that said that, and now I think more clients than not have me either in their phone as, like, Allie or AR, but it has the little, like, plug emoji next to it, so that just it cracks me up. <laughs> Um, also, I didn't even really know what that meant until John explained it to me. So that kind of made me feel a little bit, um, <laughs> but it was, um, it was funny. I loved when he explained it. I was like, okay, well, you can keep that nickname. Um, but yeah, I mean, having those kind of family connections, I come from a huge Italian family where everybody just takes care of each other no matter what. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a huge argument or your best friends that day, if something goes wrong and you need something like we take care of each other. So I think the fact that, like, that's the kind of situation that, like, I grew up with and I have that kind of foundation to go off of, that's how I treat everybody in my life. Clients, family, friends, anybody, I'm going to take care of them like they're family. So I think that that vibe coming off of me and having the clients that I work with be able to pick up on that and also feel that way was so important to me because that's always how I want to portray my business and myself that I will take care of these guys like they are family and their families. I'll take care of whoever is in their circle like they are part of my family. So, Ali, you, you manage guys that you, you give services for, guys like Shelby Harris, Prince of Mukamara, Laquan Treadwell. I mean, just so many names that people people know about, right? Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that they face, some of the issues that they face that you help them with? 
I think it's really just, you know, making sure that they feel taken care of. I wouldn't necessarily say that there's huge issues that they're facing, but it's more so just day-to-day management. It's making sure that they can really focus on their game and make sure that they know that anything that comes through off-field is taken care of by me. So I'm working hand-in-hand with their agent. I'm working hand-in-hand with their publicist, their marketing managers, their family, whatever it is, it's being taken care of. So... Um, whether that's just something as simple as getting a flight out for the game to make sure that their wife and their kids can be at every away game or something bigger like planning events for anniversary parties or birthday parties or engagements, it's all taken care of. So we have things that are obviously more of a day-to-day task and we have things that are more of like bigger, you know, once in a while tasks and just letting them know that, again, they're not necessarily an issue, but anything that does come through will be taken care of and just giving them that peace of mind. I think that's what's really most important. So what challenges have you faced while establishing your business? Um, I think the biggest challenge, which is kind of funny, is really getting to explain what I do because it is such a blanketed term, athlete relations, client relations, lifestyle management. Those are all pretty general. So kind of just getting to the nitty-gritty of, you know, what can we do for this ex-client specifically? What do they need that we can provide services for? And if we don't, here's who we work with that does. We always try to say, I would say yes to every, I think, request, but also it's not going to be always me handling it because I'm not all of these other things that I don't have expertise in. So if it's not, I can't be a financial advisor to you because I'm nowhere near qualified for that. Here's the financial advisors that we do work with or who we would suggest, for example. So I think just kind of figuring out exactly what each client needs was a big challenge at first. And now, obviously, once you work with them for a little bit, it kind of comes naturally. And I think the other bigger challenge with that is people hear relations. So even though it's athlete relations, I think the first people think is public relations. So I think we're just doing PR. So I will tell somebody about what we do, and they'll turn around and be like, she does PR. You should work with her. And I have to go back and <laughs> So let's go back. That's not exactly what this is. Um, So we kind of, I mean, it is helping with their image, of course, but um, I'm not doing PR and I'm not doing their marketing. And I work with their publicists and marketing managers, like I mentioned. So it's making sure that none of those people feel like you're stepping on their toes or you're crossing any boundaries. It's more to make sure that they feel like you're there to make their lives easier as well as your clients. So it's really finding that sweet spot, which takes a little bit of time and a little bit of weeding through in order to get there. I love this company and and one of the reasons I love it is because you found the niche like you found the unique part um that's missing and that somebody would need help in and you said look I'll service that particular area and I think that is awesome. That's amazing. Um so when I when I kind of saw your your website I had to have you on the show. I had to talk to you about it. Um, Ali, I saw pictures of you with our guy, and I'm going to call him our guy now because we had a chance to interview him, and I love him, Shelby Harris, um, at the Super Bowl. Um, I'm sure that there's been multiple highs along the way for you. Can you share some of your I can't believe I get to do this moments? Yeah, I think Super Bowl was definitely one of them. I remember telling Shelby that when I was there, like, you need to pinch me right now. And he was probably like, wait, I'm sorry, like, isn't this what you do? And I'm like, no, no, for sure. But like, I'm here doing it. Like, it's crazy. So I think that was definitely a big moment for me um, being at Super Bowl and having a packed schedule. I wasn't just there walking around aimlessly trying to find something to do and make myself feel like I knew what I was doing. I was booked every minute of every single day. So you know, really making sure that um, those moments stay close to my heart um, is really important. Another one I think would be, I think the first, I think the first paycheck I ever got, I remember being there and just like sitting 
I was at my parents' house, actually, when I found out about it. I was visiting them, and I said, oh, my God, I just got paid to do something. And my mom was like, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I got I got, a, I got paid. I did it. I, I got paid. She's like, oh, God. Like, we were both just sitting there, and I remember we called my dad. He ran home from work, and we were just, like, so excited about it. So I, I get it. I get it. Like, it's crazy. It's so exciting to be like, I'm getting paid to do what I genuinely love. I think that was a big one. I think the first time I was on the field before the games, because I do that before every game that I go to, and just standing there being like, I'm on here because this is my job. I'm not on here because I want a contest on the radio or something. Like, <laughs> it's a really big deal. So every game, but seriously, every game I go to, every client meeting I go to, every you know NFL building I walk into, stadium I walk into, anytime a client calls me, I still pinch myself because I'm like, you did this, like you prayed about this, this is what you prayed for, and it's happening. So like having those moments, honestly, almost daily of where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it doesn't have to be the big moments like Super Bowl or being on the field or, you know, traveling somewhere. It's literally me sitting at my kitchen table, running on a call in between two different things and being like, I'm, this is it. This is what I wanted to be doing. And I'm helping people, you know, live their best life and be taken care of and not be in these, you know, strange situations where they're kind of feeling left alone. Like that is like really where I, you know, take pride in that. Man, that is unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I would have the same exact feeling. I mean, a a lot of people would, if they're hearing this on wherever they're hearing this right now, they're probably like, man, if, if it were me and this is what I did and I'm at the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That was incredible, truthfully, because it was within the first year of starting it, and it wasn't like I was there. I was there on retainer with a few different clients, but I wasn't there with, obviously, the number of clients that I have now. So it really was, when I booked that flight to Super Bowl, kind of a shot in the dark. And I just kind of, like I said, I prayed about it, and I manifested it. Like, I already booked the flight, so, like, I better fill up this window of time, or I'm just going to be sitting in a hotel room in Atlanta by myself. Like, this is bizarre. So just sitting there and kind of praying on it and reaching out to people and really making it happen, I think... I think that was when I proved to myself that, you know, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to be doing and all the things that I prayed for for so long were kind of coming true. And there were so many opportunities that I had when I was first starting and I was, you know, I had one client here or there and I was kind of starting to build it up, but then one would, you know, back down and it was kind of, you know, getting a little bit defeating and I had these opportunities where I could have gone back to an agency and I could have gone back on a salary somewhere and had benefits and all the things that would have made my life easier, but that's not what I prayed for. That's not what I wanted. And that wasn't what I thought that, you know, I was capable of. I really felt like this business and this company had something, you know, really somewhere to go. There was a lot more to it. I wasn't ready to give it up. So those moments of like, I almost, you know, could have gone back and done this or could have taken the safer route. So having those moments of, you know, I didn't, and I really stuck through this and I just kept praying on it. Like that was the bigger deal. Allie, how are you growing your company? It is growing consistently. You're, you mentioned the growth so far. Yeah. Is it is it through just word of mouth? People are so happy with because I'm looking at your website. I see people are ecstatic about the services they receive from you. Is it just word of mouth or is it something else that's happening to help you grow? Um, as you can imagine, you can't really cold call NFL players. So um it doesn't it doesn't work too much like a normal business growth would be so i will reach out to different teams but at this point i think i've worked with at least in my career not just with ethnic relations but i've at least worked with one player on each nfl team at some point so trying to go off of those you know um okay like i remember working with these people i remember doing this so 
um, kind of utilizing my old knowledge and applying it to now. But truthfully, it is mostly word of mouth. So I do rely so much on, you know, what my clients think of my work and what they're telling other people and what they're kind of portraying. So I do definitely make sure that they're, um, you know, the work that I'm doing for them anyways is perfect and as great as I can make it. But if they're referring me to other people and I'm getting client referrals, that's always the best feeling. Because that not only means that they think I'm doing a great job, but they're telling other people that I'm doing a great job, which that's how you get more clients in the industry. And that's how you meet more people and you grow this business. So it really is just word of mouth, which, I mean, reputation is anything in any industry, but even more so with this, because that's really, truly how I get my clients. Love it. Okay. So if you could tell individuals, Maybe even even especially women, because we talked about how, you know, sometimes these fields are male dominated. So if you could tell people who are looking to get into what you're doing, three to five tangible steps that would help them break into this profession, what would you tell them that can help them be successful? Um, I mean, first and foremost, like any big decision, I always pray on it. So, I mean, I've mentioned that a few times just you know, really talking to God and seeing what the right path to doing these things. I'm not saying that every person in the world is going to be able to start their own company, but praying on what position you'd be going towards next or which agency to work for, things like that. Um, It is a male-dominant industry, so really just owning, you know, the fact that we are females in an industry that, you know, at one point really favored males. We're starting to make some great strides in this industry and, you know, making sure that we're making a name for ourselves, just praying on that and praying that they see the value in what we are offering as well. Um, doing your research is such a big deal. I mean, before I started athlete relations, I did so much research on, you know, which agencies were offering client relations services, which were outsourcing. And if they were outsourcing, who were they using? Because I knew that there weren't any specialized athlete relations companies. There were some like regular concierge services for, you know, wealthier people, but it wasn't really the same. So really researching on what makes the most sense for what you are going to be doing in the industry and what you want to make for yourself or your name. Um, listening to podcasts, reading books about it, you know, whether it's just like a general business podcast or book or anything like that, or it's sports specific, it all is going to help you in the long run. Um, I think that there's a huge opportunity for people to, especially in this age, to be finding their own kind of, like you said, niche spots in these specific industries but doing your research on it first is a huge deal um and then last I would say just like taking that leap like I know it's scary I know that it might not work and that's okay but you will be so much more content if you tried and it didn't work than if you just never tried at all so you know really just wondering what will happen if you fail or what people will think wondering if taking that safer route like those things like they're not going to get you anywhere. Wondering doesn't get you anywhere. So, you know, taking that leap, doing that, going out of your way. I mean, in the beginning, when I first started, it was just, they weren't even really clients. It was people that I was friends with in the industry. I'm like, let me do this for free for you. And if you, if I did a good job, please just refer me or tell me, you know, what I can do better. Give me constructive criticism, tear it apart. I don't care. Just tell me what I need to be doing to be better. And it turned into clients coming to Christmas with my family, clients coming to Easter with my family. Like i fully integrated myself in these clients' lives, and they helped me grow. They gave me the tough conversations, telling me what they would have done differently or what they would have preferred. So just kind of diving into all of that, and even though it's going to be sticky and muddy and uncomfortable, the other side of it is so much more beneficial, and you will be so much stronger and so much more confident because of all of those things. Allie, okay, 
So I'm a I'm gonna say um I, I, I love that. It's basically first it's see God, right? It's yep. see God, yep. go to him, um, and make sure you're on the right path. Faith without yep. work is dead. So the next thing is to do the work. Yep. Do the research. And then the last thing is take the leap. Right? Yep. So seek God, do the work, and then take the leap. Man, exactly. that is that is awesome. And what I also love is that there's a, there's another scripture um that says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. And it sounds like you seeked out the um, advice of almost everybody who loved you and or at least yep. you had a relationship with. Did you mm-hmm. find their advice to be just like the thing that you needed to push forward? Absolutely. I mean, I remember many nights, you know, I was going and staying with my parents a few times a month and just staying with them and back and forth being there in Chicago and many nights sitting up with my mom literally on end just would not go to sleep, just crying and praying and talking about all the different options of things and seeking her advice. I mean, she was my whole life was working as a businesswoman in sales and she had such a great, you know, separate outlook on the business side. Same with my dad. I mean, he's a super successful and has done so many great things in his career. So having both of them be sounding boards and then going to my mentors on the sports side specifically. So the people that I'd worked with in the past and reaching out to them asking their advice and then going straight to the clients. I mean, I mean, to this day, Jordan Howard is one of the people that like I will talk to for things like that and making sure that, you know, if I have a question, he was one of the people originally that I would go to a lot and be like, what do you think about this? Or how about this or whatever? Same with John Franklin. He was somebody that I would give a lot of different ideas to. We did his youth camp last summer and I tried a lot of different new things. And I told him, I was like, this is kind of a little bit of a guinea pig, but I want to implement a few new strategies and I think it'll be great for the kids. And he trusted me. So hearing his feedback, I mean, like, I loved this. Maybe next time let's try this, having those feedback. And at the end of the day, there's going to be clients that you pitch and they won't work with you. And that's going to be okay too. But asking them for that feedback, being like, you know what? I get it. We didn't end up working together or we're only going to work together during the off season. What can I do differently next time? And taking that constructive criticism. I have many clients that I do stuff with that of just next time we work together, what can I do better? What can I do differently? And that's how you grow. You know what I mean? Having those people that will be honest with you, that'll give you that extra support and that extra push and making sure that they feel like you're hearing them. Allie, you are amazing. Look, we always ask our our people this. Every time we have them on, we ask them, how can we pray for you? As you move forward, you've been praying apparently, and God has been speaking to you and opening doors for you. He's already on your side. If we can come in agreement with you in prayer, what would you like us to pray about for you moving forward? I love that. Thank you. Um, I mean, first and foremost, the safety of my clients. And, you know, it's the middle of the season. Things are starting to heat up and guys are starting to get tired and injuries are happening. So I always ask for my clients' prayers first. Um And then, you know, just for my company to make sure that we stay in sound mind and able to, you know, keep pushing forward and doing the best work for our clients. That's really the most that I care about is what they think about the work that we're doing for them. So whether it's the safety of us traveling to them or safety for them or just, you know, the mental space to be able to have all of these tasks getting done and, you know, the continuous growth, that's something that I pray for every day. So the more prayers for that, the better. Awesome. Thank you so much um, for joining us once again. Is there anything that you would like to, you know, plug or anything you would like to talk about before you go? No, I mean, anybody listening, if there's um, anything that we can help any other clients with, definitely feel free to reach out. Our website is um, athleterelations.com. 
And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram's at Athlete Relations. And Twitter, if you just search Allie Reddick Athlete Relations, we will pop up. So um, always happy to have new followers. We're working really hard now on growing our own brand, our own social media. So um, love that. Any shout-outs on there, we will um, be happy to look for. All right. Thank you. Hey, um, this is... Man, this has been a phenomenal one. I'm so happy. I knew it was worth it. So <laughs> I knew it was I'll worth it. <laughs> I knew it was worth it. And I wanted to make sure it happened. So I'm so happy you were able to join us. Hey, guys, I listen. Absolutely. We love you, too. If if you were listening to this and you want to make sure um, that you get more and you hear her story, remember, you can follow her on Instagram and you can follow um you can follow the company on Instagram. You can also follow her on Twitter as well. Are you on Twitter? You're on Twitter as well, right? Yep, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're on it all. Awesome. Hey, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, and here's what I need you to do. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review and also drop a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you appreciate about our podcast. And please share with a friend, loved one, family member. Tell everybody about MTNV Sports. Also, if you want to, feel free to call into our listener line at 470-228-6868 and drop a question and one of our team members will do a special episode just for you to address the question that you have asked us. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We appreciate your love and your support. And we can't wait to hear from you. Have a blessed day. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.Squarespace.com. Hello, my name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of The V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast.